0: Welcome to part three of our pregnancy journey. We are Derek and Sabrina. Hey. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so, full disclosure, there's been a significant amount of time between us recording our part two and part three. We won't tell you how much time, but a significant amount of time.
1: Okay. Cool. So, Thanks our for d-
0: yeah, you're welcome. So, where we left you last time was talking. Uh, basically, we had rushed to the hospital and. Sabrina briefly described the first night in the hospital, and we really wanted to focus on this episode of sharing with you guys what that hospital experience was like, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, um, the somewhat sad. We didn't really have any sadness, I don't think. We kind of had a a good amount of joy. There was some sad things in there, too. I mean, I was pregnant,
1: so I cried a lot, like a normal pregnant person.
0: Yeah. So, that was normal as far as the pregnancy goes. So, we... Are in the hospital. We had a a great friend come and just we kind of were lost and confused. And he brought us a ton of food and snacks that I think we that think lasted us through the hospital experience. Shout out to Ron (laughs) for that. You don't remember?
1: What yes, I remember Ron coming, but I don't really know what you mean by it lasted the whole time. What lasted? He gave
0: us the snacks he gave us. He gave us so many snacks.
1: Oh. I doubt that I was pregnant. I liked that's all oh. I could do is lay there and eat snacks <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, so no, that, I, I exaggerate some and then Sabrina will give you the facts of what actually happened, and that's okay.
1: Well, we're different people
0: so what so what was it like though like what what happened when we first got in there?
1: Well, I would mentioned in the last podcast how I had to get the magnesium bolus and all of that done. the first like. 48 hours was not fun at all. Um, I mean, what did the doctors tell us, babe?
0: They said basically to expect, day? like the doctor came in and said, we're expecting you to have this baby within the next 24 or forty hours or week at the longest. It was like, this is happening. And for us, we were like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, uh, the water's been broken for like uh, six or seven weeks now. We're not really sure the timing, but at least four. 100% for four weeks <laughs> that there's been no fluid in there and he hadn't come out since he hadn't come out in that time so we're like okay well we'll, we'll just see kind yeah of what I happens. think it,
1: it probably would have been different had I just like had my water broke that night mm-hmm. and okay uh you might go into labor you know but it's like uh I've had no fluid since at least 19 weeks so I could have very well been broken from week 16 to 17, which I'm almost positive. So when I tell people that my water broke, I say 17 weeks because I know for positive that I had fluid come out at 17 weeks. I just didn't know that's what it was. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think we were kind of naive in a lot of the things that they were telling us, which was probably a good thing. Um, (laughs) But we did have, you know, high faith and We believed that everything that God had promised us up until that point would come to pass. You know, we weren't too worried about it. Um, But they did. Okay. So after we were in, they had initially put us in a labor and delivery room. And that's when they had given us the shot and all that.
0: And when we were in there, just something I really want to remember about that before you, I think you might move on. But they, they came in and they remember that specifically the nurse came in and it might have been a NICU nurse, like kind of prepping us. Like, here's the size of your baby. Uh, he can't survive at this size right now. So if he were to come, you know, don't expect he's going to make it. And we had kind of been hearing this kind of this negative news for a a while. So I I really kind of just disregarded it. I was like, okay, yep. We understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she was giving us the
1: facts of it. Yeah. Which was her job.
0: Yeah. But I remember um, I left and then they came in, like asked you again to talk to you to make sure. And it's probably just hospital protocol, but it was like, they didn't, they thought maybe I was, not up to snuff like i wasn't oh, no, okay i
1: think i was like a abu- are you abusing me or something yeah
0: something it was the kind of the way they acted like are about you safe
1: I'm, i think that that's like protocol too it's probably protocol because it
0: felt weird for us because we never experienced i think before. because
1: when you ca- they came in to like talk about stuff i was so out of it that i was like you just need to talk for me because yeah. i was so tired and like if anybody's had a magnesium bolus and all this stuff like I was not in my right mind. So I'm yeah. like, uh, you talk. And so I think that they think they thought because I didn't have a voice, um, that you were always speaking for me and they didn't right. view that as safe. So I mean, I get it. Looking back, I see a lot of the things that they did that were really annoying them. I'm like, okay, I understand why they did that. But Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah, we we kind of figured at that point when they came in to try to give us the stats that was just gonna be the beginning of all of the worrying and statistics and all the science and all of the quote-unquote facts scientific facts that we were going to be getting and so at at that point too we hadn't told anybody really about what was going on um i mean i hadn't told did i tell my mom
0: yeah i'm pretty sure everybody everybody kind of knew
1: no no my mom i think i told my mom i think after one of our specialist appointments but i don't think like a handful of friends knew and yeah. that was like about it. Nobody really yeah, knew. You're right. And yeah. the reason we did that was because first of all, we were in shock. Um yeah. and second of all, we just didn't want to get any negativity. We wanted to protect mm-hmm. and guard our hearts and our minds yep. and really basically um I don't want to say build our faith up because we already had faith, but really want to keep it strong. Yeah, solidify where we are at and are having mm-hmm. our minds made up and making sure that we didn't cross any boundaries with ourselves like We're not going to, we basically made like precepts. We're not going to allow ourselves to go here. We're not going to allow ourselves to go there. If we ever act like this, we just needed that time to figure out who we were, what we were standing for, you know, and what we were standing for and believing for this specific circumstance and struggle. Um, And we just didn't want any other negativity, any other voices. And we basically just told like some, you know, people we viewed as really strong prayer warriors that we knew were going to be positive and knew were going to fight for us. Um, yeah. so it wasn't until that first night we were in the hospital, I ended up telling like my siblings and, um, some of our other family members, what was going on. Yeah. excuse me.
0: It wasn't that we didn't like trust people or we didn't like, um, cause some of you might think, well, you didn't tell your family, you didn't tell family, you didn't tell people like, well, you know, really like there's not really a, necessarily a right way to go through something like this. We just leaned on what felt the, the, like the right thing to do for us. And we wanted to keep our spirits high. We didn't want any kind of really questions uh, that could cause negativity or cause our minds to go into a place of doubting that our son would make it. And well-meaning people sometimes ask dumb questions <laughs> or say stupid things. Uh, we all do it, and, and it just happens in those cases. And we didn't. I didn't want someone to say, "Well, what about if?" "Well, what if this?" "Oh, well, no matter what, you know." Um, even if you're, even if he doesn't make it, you know, or whatever that people might say, we don't want to hear any of that. We didn't need to hear any of that. If if that happened, then we would cross that bridge when we got there. But we didn't need to have that spoken. We were getting it from the medical staff because that's their job, but we didn't need to hear that from anybody else. So we were just very careful about who we shared.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean, a couple with, of the people we told is because they had kind of went through similar situations. So it's like right. they knew what we were going through and they knew and we needed their you know certain advice or you know um how should we handle this type thing so it what yeah. yeah um so anyways after the we I didn't go into labor for the first 48 hours they actually moved me into a really grungy small old <laughs> anapartum room Super I didn't old. Even know I didn't even know until we went through the situation that there was an anaparthem room I was like yeah what's well, an anapartum room like
0: what does it even mean
1: <laughs> it means before the birth i guess like i guess yeah. there's a place for women Something. to go before they have babies like i didn't yeah. know this.
0: in the old days they just went off by themselves yeah so
1: <laughs> so they put us in this really small room and um it was right by the nurse's station so we heard everything outside and praised the lord you know like right now in our life um covid situations happening right now coronavirus and all the different regulations and hospitals praise god it Yo, wasn't yeah. during that time like you were allowed mm-hmm. to stay with me we were allowed to have visitors uh, i mean if you're listening to this and we're still going through this in our world bless you and praise god for technology that you could facetime people and stuff because we yeah. need people we need each other yes. uh so i'm trying to think of what all to talk about <laughs>
0: <laughs> well so hospital. we got, I mean, we we got in there stories, but and, you know the the routine of it was uh sometime between five and six a m depending you would have uh an intern come into the room.
1: Oh dear Jesus and then sometime, me, yeah me yeah of all this.
0: at some point after that, uh, you would have the resident come in and uh and then at some point after that you would have the intern, the resident, and the doctor.
1: Oh, no, the all intern come would in. come in at, like, 5.30, and then, like, at, just when I fall back asleep, then the resident would come in asking me the same exact questions that the intern just asked me, mm-hmm. and then maybe an hour or an hour and a half to two hours after that, the doctor would come in, and all three would come in, and then they'd ask me the same exact questions again. I'm like, yeah. I know this is a learning hospital here, people, but.
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean, just, just think of this, like, you're, you're waking up a pregnant woman. When she's trying to sleep and she's not necessarily comfortable and she's been in a bed for a long period of time and as it, as time went on it just uh we got you got used to the routine and you would t- <laughs> i remember one morning specifically i feel like the intern came in and they were just like full loud voice to you and you were not nice <laughs> rightfully so you're basically like I don't even know. If, I don't remember what you said. I feel like you just told her. Like, no, just to it get was out because
1: for some reason the intern didn't come in, but the resident came in first. And you know, like the intern, like not to be mean, but it's like kind of lowly, doesn't really know anything. The resident has typically. is is like one on one with the doctor, and the resident had already came in and asked me the questions. So I was like, okay. Then the intern comes in and is like, hi, I'm like touching my leg and asking me these questions, and I just go.
0: She was just. She was clearly being really sweet and trying to be all considerate. <laughs> it was
1: all dark and nice, and I had just fallen back asleep. And the but the resident who needs to know the information, who gives the information to the actual doctor, the OB doctor, the whatever they're called, MF. Mm-hmm. The, what are they called?
0: MFM. I don't know. It was the maternal fetal specialist.
1: I don't know if that's her actual name.
0: I don't know. Uh, Can't remember. So I
1: said, the resident was already in here. I'm tired of answering. The same questions twice. I don't need to answer these again. And she's like, Oh, oh sorry. Oh no. Remember that one time? Oh my God. Remember that one time, Derek? The the was it an intern? It was an intern came in and was like, woke me up and said, Uh, are you having a headache? And was like asking me if I had a headache and was like trying to give me medication or something. And I'm like, uh well if I did, you're yelling.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was yelling, and I was like,
1: "No, that's not me. I don't know. Oh, oh, sorry. It must be the lady next door."
0: I'm (laughs) like, "Dog, you just
1: came in here and woke me up because you said I had a headache when it wasn't even me. Like, check your chart, homeboy." Yeah, (sighs) obviously, it's like bringing up and stirring up a lot of like frustrating moments. But don't get us wrong; we are extremely grateful. Yes, for the opportunity to have. Been able to be in a place that could check on me and check on the well being of our kid because yeah. we know in certain situations that not everybody's story was like ours, where right. I never, you know, I never caught an infection. Um, I never went into labor. I never had contractions. Like um, it, wasn't, it wasn't even until Truman was ready to come out that we had really any major issues with him. Um, yeah. So I think whenever you're going through a, the season like we were in, where We felt we saw things progressively getting better during our stay. It -hmm. just got more and more frustrating because we're like, we're not going backwards. Like the doctor says, we're not going backwards in this. We're like progressively getting better. Um, um, but I know that this situation is not the same. We've had friends in the same situation who all of a sudden got an infection or start hemorrhaging or whatever, and so right. I get it. But that's just where our frustrations or my frustrations come from, is because I didn't have that type of experience. Um, yeah. so <laughs> going- yeah, we were
0: just in there for the long haul, and and time would go on, and you know the routine was they would they were checking Sabrina's vitals like she herself was gonna get infected you have an infection or she was gonna like go into something bad was gonna happen Is like the way they treated her for the first week or two until
1: yeah which it happens we,
0: yeah and and it's weird because it, it's kind of like you have a it's like they have a secret menu at the hospital like if you talk to the doctor and you go like hey i'm not getting enough sleep at night and they're like oh well we can have them not check you for you know they can leave you alone for like six hours at night oh they can <laughs> yeah okay great I, I remember seeing like after we were out of there after you know after tremona was born like we walked down that same hallway where you were at and there'd be signs on the doors like do not disturb from like eight to eight or ten to ten i don't know people are getting like 12 hours of yeah, undisturbed like, time we're are like, you what the kidding me yeah i, I would
1: have known this
0: we didn't get that yeah had i did
1: luxury. not get that special <laughs> treatment <laughs> and i think we were there for like at least three weeks i feel like or four weeks until I got like a nurse to get a sign on a door to say to not interrupt me. Yeah, from it took, 12 to it eight took a while because they were, they were coming in and doing vitals every three to four hours, mm-hmm. like coming in and waking me up
0: 24 hours a day. Yes. Yep.
1: Um, which I get it. And I'm, I'm going to probably say that a million times. I get it. Like it needed to be checked. Like what if something would have happened and I just, you know, they didn't do their job. Okay. So I get it. Yeah. Um, but finally, you know, like over time we were in an antepartum for seven weeks. Uh-huh. I was there for seven weeks and, uh, we always, always had an ultrasound like every Friday and yeah. we didn't have growth checks, but once every three weeks. Um, yeah. and so, like I said before, things like kind of progressively got better with Truman we'd see a little bit more fluid or a little bit mm-hmm. more growth or the dopplers would be good um yeah. my worst like nightmare being there was fetal monitoring which if you don't know what that is they attach um the fetal monitor on your stomach which when your baby is one pound or less is extremely tricky to yeah, find those their monitors heartbeat. are like
0: the size of like a like a hockey puck kind of and Probably they similar. have to
1: like squeeze it on your belly to even find your baby and they're that small and they can squirm yeah. and move all around, which I'm like, how yeah. are you even moving in there, Truman? You don't even have any fluid. Like, How are you getting away?
0: Yeah, it's uh, like a one-pound baby, pound and a half maybe, and they're trying to locate them in your in your womb.
1: Yeah, that was so frustrating. You just wanted yeah. to get a nurse who knew what she was doing because one time I had a nurse and it literally like, took like an hour to find his heart rate. I it's, was like, it was oh, was crazy my It was so Atlanta. stressful.
0: It wasn't it wasn't even me but just being in there. But also too, something that was stressful during that time too is we're so we're sitting there and we're hearing every heartbeat. We're also hearing every time his heart isn't beating or he moves and we're thinking like you're like on edge the whole time, especially early on. I was. Well he'd was have like, he'd
1: have D cells where they would yeah, the yeah. heart rate would slow down and you're like, uh Yeah. German <laughs> And you're like, like come, you on, buddy, your, come on, buddy, They're, yeah, like, like, come on, buddy. Come puns, on, come on, like watching you're like,
0: Oh like, god. I got to the point where I was just like, oh, like the first couple of weeks, I just stayed in the hospital. I didn't leave. I didn't work. and didn't do anything. And I was I had my own business at the time, so I just didn't have to leave. And uh, but once I started working again, I wanted to, I wanted to not be there as much. I was like, can I be working when she's doing the fetal monitoring? Because it was so stressful. Even though it wasn't me directly, I just didn't want to sit there and be experiencing it the whole time because it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it over time, it just, it's one of those things that just weighs on you because you're hearing every beat of your kid, of your child's heart. And you're hearing every time that it stops and you're like, is he just moving? Or is it a, yeah, is it a D cell and they're monitoring it. And sometimes they would come in and they'd tell you, you and you had to do like 30 minutes of like straight clean monitoring. And if it didn't work and he was moving too much, you'd have to go longer.
1: Yeah, they'd say, "Oh, we need to do 30 more minutes." And I'd be like, "Oh my. Well, the problem was is that because you had to keep the monitor on him, I could not move. So, I'm pregnant, laying in a bed that I've been laying in all day long, and I can't move. And then, you know, you're pregnant, and I have to drink a lot of water anyways to try to get my sac filled up with more fluid. Um the more you drink, the more he'll get, uh I have right. to pee. And I'm laying there so uncomfortable because I'm holding my pee and can't move. And then they come in and they're like, oh, 30 more minutes. And then they come in again. Oh, more. oh <laughs> or how about the times, Derek, they'd come in and – or we'd have to do – like, they wouldn't come in. It'd be like 45 minutes, 50 mm-hmm. minutes. we called the nurse button and they'd be like, oh, sorry. I was in with someone else. Or Oh, sorry. I forgot to come get you. I'm like, oh, I was just on this monitor for 25, 30 minutes extra and I didn't even have to be.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: the Like, one of the worst times was um, the resident came in and was like, we're seeing X, Y, Z, like – we don't want, we, we want to be like extra sure that things are okay because we're seeing too many D cells, da, da, da. Um, we're going to have to keep going and keep going. And it was like three hours. And then it came in again. Yeah. He's like, we still have to do it. And it ended up being like four to four and a half hours. And I like mm-hmm. couldn't move and I had to pee. And they're te- and they like bring a bedpan in because I had to pee so bad. And they're telling me, <laughs> they won't me, let you
0: just take no. it off.
1: And it was, it was still when we were in the really small room. And yep. I'm like, the bathroom's legit right there. It's, it's, it's like, Four feet away. Can I please just take mm-hmm. all? The, I should just pee my pants. I should have just peed my pants. <laughs> Why didn't I just pee in the bed? They—they're the ones who have to change it. They should. I should have peed my pants.
0: You should have. <sighs> you live and learn. Yeah. Hopefully, exactly. don't have to apply that. But
1: they lesson. brought a bedpan in, and I'm laying down, trying not to move the Doppler, and they tell me to pee in the bedpan. Who of you? Let's raise our hands in this listening of the podcast. Can pee while you're laying down. I wish you could see my face right now. It's utter shock. I was like, uh, I can't pee while I'm laying down, especially when there's like a baby, like right. I don't know. The positioning of it, I don't know. Maybe it's just my bladder, but I like, I was just like bawling and crying because I could not believe this was happening to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I like, it was so demoralizing. And the nurses in there like trying to hold my bedpan for me while I take a pee. I'm like, yeah. I, I am not 95 years old.
0: Personal I felt space like. Violated.
1: Uh, so yeah that one was like four hours praise god though you know like everything was fine and we moved forward the most miraculous of moments though is when they opened up the newer wing of the antepartum and we got to move into like a room that was like double the size if you're interested in watching we did a uh, a hotel i always called the hospital hotel why did i do that
0: yeah because it was Um, like when we were there for so long (laughs)
1: room service Um, yeah whole thing so the uh we did a I almost said hotel again. Hospital we cribs, we hospital cribs of that room, so you can go to our yeah. YouTube channel. And... Is cribs
0: even a thing now? It's twenty twenty one. Like I don't is know. cribs They a thing? should.
1: That was so such a good show. Um, yeah. But anyways, we moved in there, and that was so much better. Uh, we were so thankful though. Like literally for the seven weeks we were there, we didn't like not pay for a single dinner. Either food was brought yeah. to us, or we had a gift card to get food somewhere. We ate breakfast. Yeah, it was there really great because it was room service and they actually had decent breakfast. So we always did that. And then I normally always had leftovers for lunch and then someone always had dinner for us. So we were extremely blessed and had a lot of favor um, in that season. Yeah. We were so thankful for our community that came and yeah, rallied a lot around of us. Yeah, like tremendous people
0: that, yep. It was, we could not have, we could have not have gotten through that. No. Well, we would have gotten through it, but it would have been much worse and very difficult without all the help and the things that people did for us, the, the games they brought us, the coloring books, the whatever they brought us, tons of stuff. I figured out how to hook up the Apple TV to the to the TV in the room so we could watch. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, that was another. Thing. series
0: of friends while we were there. I definitely almost, learned. We got through it.
1: I definitely learned some, you know, spiritual things about me, about just uh, my relationship with God and how I handle things. And yeah, the first two weeks that we were in the hospital, I literally could not like watch TV or anything. I just felt like I was in spiritual warf- warfare mode. And Mm -hmm. I felt like if I wasn't, like, praying or in my Bible or just continuously keeping the atmosphere um, like heaven, (laughs) that something bad was going to happen. And at some point, you know, I think it was you or my friend Autumn was like, it's okay if you just, like, rest in God. Like, you just put this all in his hands. You don't have to be in constant warfare. Um, I think when we were, after we were in the hospital for, I think, seven days or eight days, we had put out a video, YouTube video telling everybody what was going on. So now a bunch yeah. of people knew and they were praying and they were fighting and I didn't have to do all the fighting. You didn't have to yeah. do all the fighting. I could lay it in their hands and you had a good talk with me about that. Like, you know, God's not going to be mad at you.
0: Yeah, we had, and we had people come, uh, you know, there's a, it was a Kenda and Mary that came and prayed for us. And they came at least once a week, they came. And they kind of just invited themselves, and they both came. But
1: (laughs) they were so uh, awesome, though. It
0: was so great, though. Like it was such a need. Like they came in and they warred and prayed with such intensity and fervor for God and for Truman and for us. Every time they came, like that was just an incredible thing. So, you know, we we were able to rest, and others lifted us up and were fighting for us, and and that was just one example. Other people came and visited and prayed for us, and. Uh, People that didn't come and visit, they were still praying for us and letting us know and sending us messages and and doing all that. So we were just full of support from our community and the people around us. And that was such a huge, that was such a huge thing.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure like I at least had one visitor a day. um,
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of the times you did, especially
0: when I was, yeah, especially when I started working more again. It kind of wanted to have somebody come for the, in the afternoon for you and we detail this all out a lot if you go to our youtube you can see that we did like four different updates and you can get more specific kind of details of what it was like right then because we're recording it then when we're in when we're in the hospital and you can see our craziness and our looney tunes that we did and maybe hear a little bit more details of some of the stories and and the things because we were living it you know it was everything that was going on for us
1: yeah so okay um so what ha- actually happened? I mean, we have a bunch of probably crazy stories, frustrating stories. I mean, mm-hmm. good stories too. We met like some really great people and nurses yeah. and and gained uh, some yeah. friendships. Um, mm-hmm. But how about
0: that? How about that CNA that was coming? Dear, yeah, she was like a she was like an amazing waitress at a restaurant.
1: Who? Except
0: oh, the we CNA. Didn't want, yeah, <laughs> except we didn't need that. Yeah. To happen, she would come in and check in at like it's it's like. You're like between getting vitals checked. You're not getting monitored. It's like here's a period of four hours where nobody's going to come into my room I'm and I can take rest. A nap.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. It, and she, <laughs> she be like, it, she. It's like, what, did you think I was going to be laying on the floor dead? Like,
0: she, she like come and in and say, check hey, like hey, a mom, like okay? a mom checking like, on their baby.
1: Yeah, I'm okay. I have a. call She's like, button. you need a towel. If I need you, I will call you. I thought you were going to talk about the other, uh, other nurse. Remember. We had her and no. she was like so grumpy every time. And she Yeah, we'll
0: she just would, call her Betty. She was older. She
1: she would get mad because I wouldn't do my fetal monitoring like right when she got there. I think she, she wanted I think, I think she had like such a pattern of how she wanted her days to go. Oh yeah. And she'd she come did in and she's sure. like, Are you ready for your fetal monitoring? I'm like, No, I think I'm to eat breakfast first. And she's like, Well, you need to do one this morning. And I'm like, Yeah, I'll call you when I'm ready. <laughs> and then I'd be like, Um and then she'd come and she's like, Are you done with your breakfast yet? I'm like Well, I need to go to the bathroom, so I'll let you know when I'm done. Yeah. And she would get so upset because I wouldn't do my fetal monitoring like first thing. Oh no, that was the same. Remember, that was the same nurse, babe, that literally came in. She, I know you want to bring this butthole slum story up. <laughs> Can you yes. remember what that, that is? We didn't
0: really, we didn't, we like. She was, she was fine, but she definitely was very much in her in her routine. I mean, she was a, definitely an older nurse. Like she was probably in her sixties, no, she and she'd been doing came, it for a long time. She
1: would come in there and she'd be like, "Hi, I'm so and so," and I'm like. Oh, Oh, Carol. yeah, she would act
0: like she didn't. Carol. I said, Carol, she would come Carol, in. Carol, nurse Carol. She, say, she
1: She's like, hi. Every time
0: it was like she'd never been there before. <laughs> it's like, we've been here for two months, and you're coming in here like you'd never seen us.
1: Yes, yeah, like, hi, I'm Carol. I'm here to do your vitals. I'm like, hey, Carol. Just saw you two days it's ago. It's Sabrina like, <laughs> and Derek. <laughs> it's like the other nurses we had all a bunch. They'd be like, hey, what's up? And, like, we'd be having conversations. Yeah, like, you start to get friends. a little bit more casual, and, and more personal. And Carol yeah. comes in like, Hi, I'm Carol. Uh nice to meet you. I'm am, have you I'm coming in here to uh swab your anus to check for us.
0: <laughs> what was that? She had I I don't know check for yeah, some bacteria swab I don't no, like,
1: I guess they do that. And
0: we'd known Carol at this point, like you'd been there for probably six weeks. It was on the it was on the <laughs> oh, latter side of the seven Carol. weeks. We knew Carol, but she came in like a stranger and she's like, <laughs> I'm gonna swap your anus today. <laughs> and uh I said swap. You're not swapping anuses with anyone, <laughs> oh my but swabbing. Gosh. I yes. could
1: not believe it. Oh, I think the funniest part was that she swabbed me and I was like, I, you can't, you like left because I was like, just go. I don't need you seeing me yeah. get my anus swabbed. And so yeah. then you like came back in and you're like, how'd it go? I was like, I feel extremely violated. And then like, we always had her on Wednesdays or something. The next time yeah, we saw she did, her, and we- she came in and she said, hi, I'm Nurse Carol. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, we're like, and I, and, and you you, you swapped her butthole. You I keep saying swapped. Jeez. You swabbed her butthole I, I and you don't like, remember who uh, she is? I think
1: whenever you come in and you've seen my anus, I'm pretty sure that we're on a first name basis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. She was she was something else. But what would we have? like what would we have? Like these these memories, although this was like an extremely you know what though, time. looking
1: back to Anapartum this was not are... that stressful compared to the Nick. No, that was
0: easy. That part was super easy. Like, was I remember being easy. in the Nihue
1: and being like, can we go back to
0: Anapartum? Yes.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Because we did like, once I let go and I was like, okay, I'm really trusting the Lord here. Like, we're going to watch Friends.
0: <laughs> I yeah. started
1: Friends over on Netflix. Um, We had a lot of laughs and the, like, there were some yeah, we fun did. moments. And I know really is because I was like... Truman is going to be a baby that's such full of joy because that was one thing I noticed when I was pregnant with him with him is that even though we are going through what we are going through, I just had so much joy at at many parts of it. And like the further along we went, I just like laugh about the craziest stuff and we'd have a lot of fun. Um, But okay, so we can wrap up. So the next part we can uh, talk about the NICU do you want to talk about quickly what happened or do you want to leave that for the no, next part? No, we'll
0: just, we're, yeah, we'll save it for the next part to talk about the, the day that he was born. Cause there's just more to that. There's probably more details that we would like to share And yeah, how that went. And we'll go for longer than what we have. We don't want to make this too long. Cause if you listen to this this long, you know, we need to give you a break. <laughs> so, yeah. So next time we'll share about the, his birthday and we'll probably share the rest of the NICU stuff on that episode. Or maybe we won't. We can change our minds too. Just but if this you're listening for people, okay. Well, we love you guys, <laughs> and we appreciate you listening. Yeah, we have fun. We have fun talking, even though we don't get to see you listening to us. But we appreciate That'd that. Be cool. You know, leave- if like
1: people like submitted videos to us of them watching us.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should. You, y'all should do that. That'd be really cool. But so you could anyway, like make a story
1: uh, on Instagram and be like, you're listening to us like in your car and on the podcast yeah. and then we like say stuff really funny, like swapping, but swapping buttholes or anuses, swapping.
0: you have swapping, swapping. swapping. So now
1: I said swapping You like I, we're like, oh yeah. yeah, she swabbed my anus and then you're laughing and then it's on the Instagram story and then you tag me yeah. at SK Schwent and then I see it to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do that. We'll keep going. So we'll just cut this off right now. Yeah. Until next time. Okay.
1: Love you guys. Bye-bye.